Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're gonna like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. Looks like we are live once again with another episode of The Manny Wolf Show, where I try my darndest to bring you good conversations with great minds. Today I have with me Caroline and uh, Ryland and Connor, her two sons, who are going to actually testify to some of the unexpected benefits of having your mom leave you alone while you play video games. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is that is that that's actually sort of true, isn't it? That's very true. Okay. Um, Kara, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of set the tone of this discussion for us? I think it's a really interesting topic and one that I can relate to personally with my teenage son. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Manny, this is really cool because my career is actually motivational speaking and training. Uh I've been around the world many times doing corporate training, really teaching conflict resolution and communication. Mm -hmm. And so I had auditioned for TEDx talks many times because it's like been on my dream board, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You're, you're in the speaker world. And so I really auditioned for things that were too general, like, you know, generations in totality or whatever it was. Yeah. But this one, this topic, it's called Embracing Your Gamer Kid. This mm-hmm. is the one that really and I finally landed the TEDx talk that I had always wanted. So that's a little bit about me and my background. My whole goal is to help people get along. And that starts right there in your family. Yeah, I think um, uh, there are quite a few of us who are sort of like the uh, cobbler whose own shoes are not necessarily in the best of shape when it comes to that stuff, right? We can go out, we can teach the world, we can help other people. And yet <clears throat> oftentimes, uh, and, and I've been guilty of this with my own son, who just so that the world knows, I, I love him desperately. Mm-hmm. Um, and But what can happen, I think, is that all of the love, all of the concern, all of the sort of backlog of stuff like that you don't want them to have to deal with comes into every decision you make. Now, I was looking at your talk and it sounded like in the beginning, you were sort of dealing with that, right? When you when you called them down to dinner and, they, and then you got frustrated right away. Uh, tell me a little bit in your own words uh, uh, about the light bulb moment there. Absolutely. And this is where the boys definitely step in and help mm-hmm. me. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I guess for me, I felt like, listen, I pay the bills. I I pay the electricity for your gaming. You know, I do all this work and then you can't even appreciate me enough to come down when I call you to come down. Right. So um, on their end, I didn't realize what was really going on. So Connor, why don't you start like what happens to you in a game that I wasn't understanding? Um, So the main thing is you cannot pause an online game. So there's no way you can, you know, it, it, if you pause a game, it would just kick you out. It wouldn't kick everyone else out that you're playing with online. 
So let's let, just let's specify what kind of game we're talking about because that's not true of say like yeah um, yeah yeah okay okay yeah Mario yeah. Brothers right yeah, so yeah. Let, yeah so if you're playing multiplayer online ah, okay okay yep. if you're playing a single player game that doesn't need online then you can mm -hmm. pause it. right but for us in that moment we were playing an online game and mm -hmm. it's not like we pause it for everyone else so right. when she came to the conclusion you know her whole like be curious instead of critical mm -hmm. then that was the turning point of like okay where are you at in your game when do you need to end yeah and then come down for dinner and then mm -hmm. as, a, as a kid because that was i don't know years ago mm -hmm. uh, i was like mom get it what so go ahead so uh, there's a little there's a little bit of of I mean, from your perspective, you're kind of stuck. You got mom calling you, but now tell me if I'm right or wrong here. You've also got people that you feel you're sort of like obligated to yep. that are playing the game with you. Yep. Admittedly, I had never thought about that until my own son explained it to me. Mm. So I, I can relate to that. So um, is there more to tell there or do we move on? Well, Rylan, why don't you share like why that was such a good epiphany for parents to have? It just takes off like a lot of like tension sure. between like parents and kids because like sometimes you're just like oh it's so close to being done it's like get down here like <laughs> so I think it just helps like relationships with family like a lot. Well, I, I think that what we're talking about here, the specifics are are understanding what you're in the midst of, but the the generic in the sense of deeper than the specifics is uh, being able to relate, right? So, so you, you apparently, Kara, you had a moment there where you were, you shifted into being able to relate. I, I, I like get curious. And I think as parents, that can be very hard for us. I, I don't, I don't say that glibly. It's something that's kind of hard to admit, right? But it can be very hard for us to get curious about where our kids, especially guys, teenagers <laughs> are coming from. The yeah. irony is this. I remember distinctly being a teenager and, and I remember exactly what it was like. And I remember feeling like nobody understands what I'm doing and nobody understands what's going on. And, and yet as an adult, I would make choices uh, over and over again that seemed to dismiss my own experience as a kid. Like I couldn't, I couldn't draw any sort of meaningful empathy for what my teenage son was going through even though I remembered it clearly from my own experience. This one, Kara, I'd like you to answer. Why do you think that is? Why do you, why do you think we, we find ourselves in that kind of a spot with our own kids who obviously are the most important to us? I think that, and you know, they'll experience this one day when they're a parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> that shift of responsibility that okay. is, you know, everything, you want to give everything to your kid. Yeah. Honestly, I, especially at this point of where we're at in history and the pandemic, yeah. it's like, listen, I give up everything to let you guys have a beautiful life of freedom and travel and, right. and all wonderful things. Like I'm, I'm done. Like, uh, so I'll sacrifice anything. I'll do anything to save them from heartache or harm. Yeah. And really, we realize obviously they need to go through their own mm. to get to that place too. I'm, I I think obviously we can't let them live in a bubble. So 
here's the deal. When it comes to gaming, I myself have realized there are pitfalls and things to do with gaming too. So that's why I think my message is so important to parents. Mm -hmm. you know, I said, okay, they could, they obviously they're older now, 21, right. 16, right. Yeah. but we've been journeying with them and there's trash talk and there, there are people there to take advantage of other kids. And, and there really is like foul language. All sure, over. of course. So what I learned is, Hey, I can't guard you from any of this. This is happening. Yeah. Like what's happening yeah. in today. Right. I can't guard you from this, but what I can do is say, I'm here for you through it. Yeah. And that is where that parent responsibility, if we can kind of shift again, I hope you yeah. saw the progression of what I just said. I'll do anything, anything for them to protect right. them, but yet I can't. So now I have to say when you hurt, when you're devastated, because gaming is a lot of, of course, what I learned from them, gaming is a lot of like a team sport, you know, when a sure. kid says to like Connor, he's got a baseball scholarship in college. Like when some kid says, you know, are you're terrible for miss messing up that play, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of devastating to him because he didn't want to mess up either. Yeah. So the same thing happens in gaming. So it's like, Hey, when you're having a tough day in your gaming world, I'm here for you. I can't protect you from it anymore, but I just, right. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, you touched on something really jugular for the, for the experience of a parent, um, which is that coming to grips with, wow, I can't protect you from everything. You know, and that's, that's, that's a tough one. My, uh, my sincere wish Rylan and Connor for you guys, if you go on to have kids yeah. is that you will in some meaningful way, remember that because it'll happen to you too. Yeah. You know, um, some of the, most profound mistakes and errors in judgment I made came from wanting to protect my own child. Right. Some of, and, and I finally, <clears throat> I finally did is why I was sort of interested to have this discussion. I finally did find a way to sort of try to align next to him with his video game playing. Mm. And he likes the, uh, the, um, the, there's an acronym for him, but he likes the big online multiplayer games. Yeah. He likes, um, Team Fortress a lot. Oh, wow. um, uh, I, I might, I'll probably get the rest of them wrong. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. And so, so Wait, Connor, Connor's guessing here. What? Do you yeah. Think? What else? CS:GO. Uh, I don't even know. Okay. There's, there's another one that's very like Fortnite or something like oh, that. Fortnite. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that's a, that's a big online multiplayer, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so. And it was interesting, you know, I'd walk by his room and I'd hear him, what I would later learn was leading his team. Mm. Yes. And this is the same guy who can't decide if he wants pasta or something else for dinner. He can't make, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but then he goes into this other world and he's like this clear, decisive captain leading his troops into battle. And it was like, it was at that point, I kind of said, okay, hold on. There's, there's gotta be another way to engage with this. Now let's talk a little bit about kind of the, the, and I hope I'm not spoon feeding you guys here, but like the bridges that were built, Kara, when you, when you were able to switch your perspective to curiosity. Yeah. Well, that is the whole point of mm -hmm. my 
TED Talk that I really want gamers to send to their parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles that don't get it. Yeah. So uh, the the curious part, I found out there's a whole world out there that I knew nothing about, let alone yeah. how to parent, right? Yeah. So um, I found out that there are, you know, puzzles and logic and all the things we're trying to teach them. Right. Cool. And okay, I, I'll let them speak to this. Yeah. History itself, right? I, Call of Duty, that whole series has mm -hmm. taught my boys so much about war and wartime and, and it made it all come alive. So why don't you guys speak to what video games has actually taught you? We'll start there. Mainly yeah. like Battlefield. Um, it has like set in World War One, World War Two, and then like, and it goes through in the campaign, which is single player, but it goes mm -hmm. through each like this fight and then like this fight in World War Two, and then this fight in World War II. It goes like in storyline. Mm -hmm. and, and then these like, are actual historical conflicts? Yeah. Okay, fascinating, okay. And you're playing as like a uh, soldier, like uh -huh. storming the beach. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you know, all the same guns. And so it's like, you know, you learn like, oh, this is from that. And then like, yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> and so you find yourself able to discuss history because of, you know, yeah. certain that's 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 interesting. Uh, Connor, what about you? What's your what's your two cents on that? Um, so my favorite era, I guess, is World War Two. Mm -hmm. And like he says, I learned a lot about E-Day. My favorite movie is Saving Private Ryan. So mm -hmm. being able to be someone playing in that was yeah. a different perspective than just watching it. OK. Um, what about the sort of unchecked tendency that that it's my impression that gamers have to just go on and on and on and on and on, you know, like all day, all night kind of thing. A, was that your guys' tendency? And B, Kara, if so, how did you feel about it? So, yeah, yeah. They just reminded me of my own motto, family first. That mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we did was, okay, and this is really what I want to bring to parents and and especially anybody that is in that same household. And even, you know, I'm happily married, been married 25 years, but I've heard a lot like this causes a lot of rift for divorced parents. Interesting. One parent will see what what I finally saw, the mm -hmm. joy that these kids have from gaming and being with their buddies and, yeah. and letting them game you know, for hours, just like, okay, this is my revelation. Just like we spent hours and I literally mean hours uh, yeah. out at the baseball field with my oldest who now has a baseball scholarship tournaments all weekend long. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm really trying to help those divorced couples too, that, you know, Oh, well you, that's all you do at your other parents' house is game all the time. And at my house, we're going to be completely different because that is right. so long. It's like maybe this could be a blending and, and a new harmonious moment for people that are experiencing divorce and how to parent their kids. Like we could all be supportive of them. So kind of back to my tournament example, mm -hmm. is what I did with the boys when they were little, or you guys remember this, I actually said no to school nights. Yeah. And I, I said, listen, School nights are a no, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. The weekend, you right. have your choice. Now, 
you can stay up late, but if we have something like family first, if a grandparent's coming over, guess what? You cannot, uh, you cannot be tired and lazy. You have to engage, right? With grand uh -huh. eye contact and all. So then they learn to kind of master how much they play and yeah. what time frames they play. It's like teaching them responsibility. This guy is in college now and so responsible and going to, you know, he's studying human resources and business, right? And this one right here, Ryland, he's so awesome. He goes to an entrepreneur school, Acton Academy. And, you know, I'm developing these well-balanced kids, but I also let them game uninterrupted a lot so that they have that tournament experience. And I think that that's all that matters is can you create that balance? A lot of people get nervous, like, oh, addiction and all. I think, of course. I think though they are labeling their kids addicted because they never let the kids game in a real world situation like they would a real sport, you know? So, of course, my boys, if I had never gotten curious instead of critical, Manny, guess what? I would have thought they were addicted. Uh -huh. so they're like, they're not addicted. They just were in a big tournament or they were in a match that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you could never go out to your kid's soccer practice. And he played baseball, too. I couldn't go out and say, hey, my kid mm -hmm. needs to take out the trash now. He's addicted to baseball. Right. We would right. be like, no. Listen, I, I thought of this this morning, actually. This is a very brand new thought out mm -hmm. of the gate. I, while I was taking my shower this morning, I was like, you know what? I have two friends that are incredible painters. And I'm going to give a shout out to them because they're incredible. Cassandra Burgess, you know, and Renee Krieger. I don't think, at least I haven't ever heard anybody say to my painter friends, oh, you're addicted to painting. Interesting. Yeah. They spend hours painting and right, they should. Right. right? And it's yeah, not like ahead. exercise too, so. Right. No, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> like that's the same thing with video games, kind of exercising the brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, do you think that we sort of, when it comes to balancing, letting our kids, letting their interests guide them, and then this sort of thousand foot view of wanting a well-rounded human, right? <laughs> Do we, do we tend to lose the forest for the trees sometimes? Because I'm really relating to what you're saying. Um, I'm not 100% sure I am or was ever ready to say my son's addicted to video games. It, it's, it's a scary thing. And people throw that around as a sort of, as a worst case outcome. Uh, but, you know, it, it doesn't really track what I know addiction to actually be like. And it doesn't really create necessarily the results that I know addiction to create. And so, but at the same time, there have been many, many moments where I, I was unsure of my own judgment about whether to let him go or continue or pull him out or, you know, and what to do. So then I, I, I come back to the question, do you think we tend to miss the forest for the trees sometimes? In, in toggling between that thousand foot view of who we want to create as a human. And, and by the way, it's not entirely up to us, right? I mean, they have, you guys have your own desires and yeah. personalities and all that stuff that's, that's coming through. Yeah. So what do we think there? The answer is absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think 
again, and this is the heartache I want to save for so many other families. Yeah. That's my message is one that we could, I mean, we could start a forest fire and then all have, you know, nothing to go on, right? right. Uh, because that's how angry sometimes we get, right? Like I'm burning mad. I was yeah. burning mad at them. Yeah. So the answer is yes. And I'm not quite sure how to expound on that, except that, you know, it's those little moments of, I, I did interview some professional gamers mm -hmm. and in my TEDx talk, I had to keep him anonymous. He begged me. Mm -hmm. He said, I will let you tell my stories if you don't share my name, because still to this day, my dad has no idea how much he hurt me. And I'm not going to tell him that, you know, right. I don't want yeah. him to know that. But the day that my dad stopped gaming with me yeah. altogether is, you know, that sense of he really lost his kid unknowingly. It's taken years. Again, when they were little or even now, they they don't know how to express that, hey, mom, I can be a well. Hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website, mannywolf.com, where you can either schedule a call with me or my team, or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly. In this day and age, content is absolutely king. And if you don't have a content strategy, you can't expect big results. And what we do is we help you with powerful, powerful content strategies. In short, we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to mannywolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. Balanced kid. Right, yeah. You know, like they don't know that so i just i just want whoever's listening right now to make a difference and just work with your kids who are gamers yeah anything to add on that it's it's just good to make the compromise and work with them and then like she, my mom was also made like a rule choose like live people over games live and, events over yeah live events so it's just like if you have a party you go to don't just say games you know what I mean so yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. yeah I think that's good too and I think that um I, I I think that one of you has a baseball scholarship the other's going to an entrepreneurial school this is very heartening for for parents who maybe are just worried that you know they're gonna walk in their kid's room one day and have them find them fused to the computer screen right face first you know <laughs> um how Rylan, I'm, I'm curious for you, where did your interest in entrepreneurial education yeah. come in? No, up at the computer. Hey, we lost you. Just for a second. We're coming okay. right back. All right. Okay. Ask that question again. All right. We're back. Yep. Yeah. Ryland, where did your interest in, in 
sort of exploring entrepreneurial uh, pursuits come into play? Um, well, I mean, just being in like normal public school or, you know, like charter school, I just, yeah. it was, I have severe dyslexia. So it was like so hard for me in school. Yeah. And, you know, video games was kind of a thing to go back to and just like, sure. oh, like I can like, just like play this and have fun. And I'll yeah. about school. Um, and so went through like tons of different schools and we found this school that was coming up. And so I was like, mom, I want to go here. Um, and it's very visual. There's a school called High Tech High that's kind of similar to what we, um, what our school is doing. So it's very visual, hands-on, um, real life experiences, like learning taxes, learning like, we have sure. entrepreneurs come in, explain their story. So yeah, yeah. it's just sounded so much like beneficial to me and um, a good experience to have in life. So Nice, that's outstanding. Um, uh, before we go any further, I, I want to say that uh, I feel like you two guys are are really representing, you know, that that maybe our deepest fears about allowing our kids to pursue their interest in video games is is not necessarily founded. You're both articulate. You both make eye contact, which I really value in teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's one thing I did as a teenager, you know, I, I, I yeah. fiercely made eye contact, but most today it's, it's kind of like not that common. You're, yeah. you're able to articulate your thoughts. One of you has a baseball scholarship. I think that's wonderful. One of you is pursuing entrepreneurial, uh, again, endeavors, or at least education. Um, what do you think might've happened had your mom not gotten curious and stayed critical? Any guesses on where it would have gone? Rylan can answer to this. I hope everybody heard what he said. He has severe dyslexia. Yeah. I was watching your show the other day and you had on um, an entrepreneur that's made tons of money, billions. Mark. Mark Lack. Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, Mark Lack. Mark Lack. And yeah. he was talking about, you know, hey, school was tough for him. Yeah. And I just keep thinking that I know as a mom, Mm -hmm. I would have been devastated on where, what would have happened to Ryland. So Ryland, just tell the truth. What would have happened if I had been so critical and stayed critical? Um, you mean with school? Yeah. And dyslexia and all that and gaming. And so, I mean, like through like school and just like always going to school on like stuff I don't like, mm -hmm. uh, it just like kind of, hurt me because i yeah. you know hard like kids and stuff mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> coming home having like the vegans it really just and then her being mad at me for doing something that like i enjoy <laughs> yeah. and i like was like even more of just like a ticking time bomb and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so one thing i want to point out is obviously i'm home because i'm not allowed to be at college right now but Right. <laughs> that I can play with my brother from college mm -hmm. and he's at home. Yeah. That keeps us connected and our relationship connected. Like we're really close as like brother to brother. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up, uh, video games is what kept us close the whole time. That's that's this is great for me to hear on a personal <laughs> level, guys, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um so well, can I add to that too? What's that? I'm gonna add to that. Yeah, of course. So now that these boys have been, you know, whatever we're in this 
house time, I want to say. House time. Uh, <laughs> um, they have stayed with their friends. I mean, yeah. he mm -hmm. hasn't lost touch with his college buddies now. Yeah. And Ryland, every day, I'm like, oh, who are you with? Who are you hanging out with? Like, yeah. that is the main part about gaming that a lot of people aren't realizing. Listen, I'm a talker. Okay, I know that's such a shocker because that's the living I do. I'm a speaker. I make money talking. Right. Well, that also means that I can spend hours on the phone with my girlfriends, right? Mm -hmm. Hours, literally. I, and when my mom, before she passed away, I would spend hours talking to my mom. And, you know, I, the boys weren't able to say, Mom, you're addicted to talking, <laughs> right? right? Your mom, you're too much right they just they just had to deal with it because mm -hmm. they know i talk and of course sometimes they're like mom mom when they were little like please be off the phone so i had to choose to take the balance on the things i love and invest in them and vice versa right. like they've had to learn to do that in turn so i guess my whole point of this was gaming is a connection piece with humans and that is the part i want many people who don't understand the gaming world to yeah. start getting is they they would lose connections if they didn't have this aspect in their life for them i feel like that speaks hopefully to one of the deepest fears that we have about allowing our kids to spend a lot of time playing video games uh, i think you 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 brought up a really important piece we can we can feel because they're in their room or in front of the TV or whatever, like, oh, my God, they're isolating. They're not getting any any yeah. meaningful interaction with other people when, in fact. Um, and I had this moment before this interview, before this conversation where I was like, but you spend half your day on Zoom calls with people all over the world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like. Yeah, you're making money from it, but beyond that, what's the difference? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and let's let them speak to that. Like, well, what yeah. is it for your relationships? Go ahead. With people? Oh, yeah. I learned how to talk to people. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, I like when I was a kid, I would be like, you know, my dad would be like, "You're spending all day on video games." I'm like, "Dad, you're on the couch watching sports, <laughs> and I'm playing sports." What's the right. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of do as I say, not as I do, maybe. <laughs> but the thing is, is the thing is, as adults, we 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 don't even realize we're doing that. Yeah. Let, let me let me rephrase this, guys. I want you to know <laughs> that, that as adults and parents, we're not always aware we're doing that. Yeah. Um, it, there's a lot of like parenting by shortcut, you know, parenting by uh, convenience. Mm -hmm. So. I think that um, where did I want to go? I had something. That, ah, yeah. There's an element to me of of inherent in in sort of like saying worrying about your kids being online and interacting in that way that is almost resistant to allowing our kids to sort of interact in the world that's being presented to them. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. Let's let the kids talk to this. Because yeah. Let's let the, I'd love to get you guys' yeah. take if, on this. If you don't game, you're lost in the world in some ways. So explain that, boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, like everyone, almost everyone's gaming. Yeah. What's the percentage? How many people? Oh, yeah. Two gamers per every U.S. household. I know all the stats because I just told them. <laughs> There's 2.5 billion people 
who are gamers around the world. That's one third of the entire world, two gamers for every US household. So it's about the same as Facebook. Yes. It's about this, literally, it's about the same size as Facebook. I actually, community. I think Facebook is 1.8 billion and this is 2.5. So yeah, more. So guys, guys, tell us like, Go ahead, Rylan. You were going to say something. Yeah. Where, where were you going, Rylan? There's just so much to relate with. And mm -hmm. people, if you don't have that, you lose connection with like friends because like, sure, you won't be able to like relate on things. And yeah, like the um, only kid who didn't see the great movie that came out last weekend for, for yeah. our generation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The only kid that didn't see Star Wars Monday at school. Um, Sorry, Ryland, what else? I, I cut you off. I got excited and I cut you off. <laughs> it's all good. Um, it, well, it kind of just all is like about relating. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah. And there's so many like different games though to play. To mm -hmm. like, like I, oh, I'll play like this game and then I can relate with this person. Yeah. This is what I like, so which you find people that yeah. like that game. Yeah. Yeah. You can friends with. But then the, on the other hand, oh, I like this game. Okay, well then, yeah, I'm friends with you. Yeah, like, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the reality we're in. Yeah. Right. It's the reality that is here. Yeah. It's it's. I I think that it can almost be like if you homeschool today, nobody bats an eye, but if you homeschooled 30 years ago. Man, you were an outcast. Mm -hmm. You were socially. You're gonna have a hard time socially, yeah. right? It's sort of like that now. If you if you are the one kid who who doesn't get access to the online world, it's it's going to be very strange for you in terms of uh, interaction with your peers. Yeah, because at school, that's all people talk about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get it. I yeah. totally get it. Okay, and I, I cannot tell you how many moms, through result of my TED talk, mm -hmm. have said, you know. I was the hardline mom yeah. or parent, yeah. you know, that said no, like in even let's go to handheld gaming. Mm -hmm. What was big? The DS, you remember the double screen and GameCube. GameCube. I mean Game Boy, Game Boy. Game Boy, and now the what's the popular one now? Uh, the handheld one. The, the, the switch the, or something. Oh, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Nintendo Switch. Okay. But let's go back years ago. So I had a mom just recently say she didn't let her kid, they were, did swim meets. And I mm -hmm. guess in between, I don't know of the swimming world, but in between each lap or something like that, there's a lot of downtime. Mm -hmm. Just like there's a lot of downtime in several things. Like when I was young, I was in plays and I yeah, could yeah. be in one scene at the beginning and then have to wait forever for the last. Mm -hmm. And so she would say, you know, she would watch all the kids in between their swim meet like gaming on their whatever device it was. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm never going to do that. And she brought out the blocks and the all the other things that she yeah. thought were going to yeah. be so much better for her kids. Right, yeah. And so she spent a whole summer being miserable, uh, trying to get blocks and Legos and all that. And not, again, I'm not against that stuff by any means. I'm just saying her story. Yeah. So yeah. the next summer, she's like, I'm done. I give in. And so she got them a game device this is Angela okay. and she got a game device. And so she was like, all of a sudden her boys had friends, they had connections, they were talking like 
all the things she desired so much yeah actually came together because she allowed them to game now we forget a lot of parents forget that you take the same concept of like legos and you apply that to minecraft and the yeah. these boys would make yeah i mean do you remember that time you guys when we lived at a house oh, several houses ago you created the whole house yeah. they were architects you know <laughs> and they were little at the time yeah. I, I was blown away i'm like how did you do this on minecraft you know <laughs> so i just wish parents would get that too i'm not saying exchange one for the other completely i'm just saying right. have that balance for goodness sake and your life will become easier and they really do get better connections yeah i think um you know minecraft was the was was my entree into what was actually the level of things that were happening in the online space in the gaming space um that was where i was able to start connecting with my son oh good was through was through minecraft itself um and and i got i, I mean i have to say I, i'm i'm flabbergasted at what is possible inside that digital domain you know and i remember looking at my son and saying it's going to be a long time but man i cannot wait to see what what trumps this like what's going to be the next thing that beats this yeah. you know and uh i think for him now it's team fortress okay. which as i understand not from a player perspective but from a dad perspective is incredibly sophisticated it's incredibly like it's a huge universe inside there right and it's I just think, i'm pretty sure it's pretty team based yeah and it's team based um, and yeah <clears throat> Characters have different like weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. you're like connecting your to your team. Oh, you need that. You need that. You need that. Yeah. So. Well, but, and the uh, kids today on gaming get the same experience that they would on any kind of team related sport. So well, that goes into Division One colleges and even like you mm -hmm. know they're giving out scholarships for gaming, full rides. Well, say that again. I think I think we we all need to hear that again. Yeah, <laughs> colleges are giving out full ride scholarships for gaming. Wow, Division One colleges. Yeah, so not like uh, Community College of the Redwoods. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, I don't know, that that's pretty wild. I did not know that. That is fascinating. Yeah, that's actually my TED talk too, in the sense that like esports is now an academia thing too. I uh -huh. got to interview the athlete esports athletic director from Boise State. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that, you know, only what 600 to 800 colleges actually have football, you know? And so what's cool is now there's about the same amount having esports as their sport. So this is, it's again, all the statistics, the yeah. World Cup, these are the most, the top three most viewed sporting events to date are mm -hmm. the World Cup, the Super Bowl, and the League of Legends tournament. Yeah. So this isn't something that we can shy away from anymore. This is a real skill. This is yeah. a real part of their lives. Right. Yeah. Um, I think like in the next 10, 15 years, you'll be seeing like video game tournaments on TV and they kind of already have there it, but I'm, I'm talking about like big mainstream yeah. on TV. Like, yeah. You think it'll become more mainstream? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So then I think final question. 
somebody's watching this and they're listening to our conversation and their and their their mind is opening slowly like a bear trap <laughs> being pried open. Uh, strategically and tactically, Kara, how do we how do we sort of what steps do we take to start trying to guide the experience and the desire to play video games into you know, a productive, fulfilling kind of pursuit? I think this is so simple and so easy. Okay. So all we have to do is ask three questions. Okay. The first question is, what games do you play, mm -hmm. right? So that's what you're going to do with your son as soon as the show's over. Well, hey, what <laughs> games do you actually play? Like, right. so I feel them. Then why do you, second question, why do you enjoy playing those games? Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to discover, you know, well, this one, this one right here, when he used to play Rocket League, <laughs> he loves entrepreneur and he loves sales. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. you just shystered somebody out of that skin. Or <laughs> and he was like, yeah, mom, you know, why not? It's, I can, you know, that's sales. They chose yeah. to buy it at the price I sold it. It didn't matter that it was overpriced, if you right. will. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's so right on, you know? Yeah. And so through Rocket League, asking him, you remember that? Yeah, just like negotiating with people. Um, mm -hmm. Like starting really high, like, yeah, I can yeah. probably do this. And like, they're like, no, nah, this. Like, so I was learning like trading skills in, in a game. Super, super important. Negotiation. Yeah, and I, skills, I figured yeah. you just the other night, I'm gonna rat on you. Just the other night, somebody was asking for something and he goes, listen, if you take this, I'm going to remember that <laughs> and I'm not going to give it back to you the next time. And then the kid's like, Oh, okay. Okay. never mind, never mind, Right. Like, so this one's got sales and negotiation. Mm -hmm. So do you see why it's question. so important? I'll get to the third question. Do you see why it's yeah. so important to ask that second question is why yeah. enjoy playing the game. Yeah. And it's, you're going to learn a magnitude of the, untapped skills that you might not have realized your game right. has. I mean, right. you know, my kids don't play the same game your son is playing. Mm -hmm. So there's a reason they all have their different skill set. And then sure. the last question is, um, you ready for this? Ooh. Can I watch you game sometime? Mm. Just like you would go out to a court or a field and mm -hmm. watch them play. Yeah. You know, can I watch you like, share with me your role, your positions and, and be invested even in that world. Because every time you do that, and I, honestly, I don't do that enough. I really don't. I get okay. kind of bored quick. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, but it's the same thing with baseball all these years. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. People, I'll be talking and people be like, um, your son is pitching or your son's <laughs> up to bat right now. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I'm not asking new people <clears throat> well-versed in everything. I'm just, saying the little bit goes a long way when you watch them yeah so um i think this has been hopefully very very helpful for for some people it's it's a it's a much more practical perspective you know than than i think a lot of us take it includes the children which is i mean when you say that out loud the importance of it is obvious uh, it allows you to, uh, and again, I don't mean to glad hand this, but build bridges rather than, rather than create distance. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that maybe a lot of us as parents and grownups 
didn't realize the level of community collaboration, sophistication, and the things that were happening inside of, of the digital realm. I think the most fascinating takeaway for me, though, is that you can get full ride scholarships to Division yeah. One colleges for yeah. video games. Yeah. That's just bonkers to me in a good way. But it's yeah. absolutely bonkers. So, um, oh, Connor, and, uh, yes. and it's going to be in the Olympics. And one other thing I wanted to say, I really want our audience today yeah. to understand is that this isn't just a kid world. The average age of a gamer is 32. Right. So this is, you know, a full on real time endeavor that these kids are engaged in and adults. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so my TED talk, so type in Kara, C-A-R-A Lane, uh, TEDx, and you'll find me embracing your gamer kid also applies to relationships, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouses, mm. all the different kind of relationships there are. Because if you're in any relationship with a gamer, these same tips apply. Like, mm. hey, where are you at in your game? <laughs> and then th I find out, then that's when we go to dinner. Or, hey, tonight, I'm just talking about if you're in a relationship with an adult gamer. <laughs> a lot of people have met friends through adult gaming mm -hmm. and and again not in a mean terrible way but i'm here to help what did i say at the beginning i'm a motivational speaker conflict resolution that's my goal in life mm -hmm. i'm actually here to also help those kind of relationships because marriages and relationships relationships can benefit when they find that balance of oh my spouse isn't ignoring me they just are really engaged in this game and I need to care and know why. And maybe that'll even love, help me love them more. <laughs> and then they'll say, Hey, tonight we have to go with my mom somewhere, you know? And so they'll be like, okay, I'll tell all my buddies, you know, I'm not gaming tonight. I've got an event or whatever. It's like the communication, yeah. open dialogue about gaming is what I'm begging for every relationship with a gamer situation to have. I like it. Um, thank you all so much for being here and, and giving us what I think is a very valuable perspective. Connor, Rylan, Kara, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Um, let's hope that we've uh, created some new insights and some new ways of looking at this for people. Yeah. Awesome. Any final sign-offs? Any last thoughts? Yeah, you guys each have one. What's your final sign off for gamers and people that don't understand? Um, do you have one? Yeah, just getting the connection with the parent and the, the kid, like asking the, the kid what game or how, like why they like the game. It, they'll just like, I could speak so many things even from a personal level on like if, when my mom asked me, oh, like, why do you like that? Then I can just like, sure. so many words can come out about the game. So I think yeah. getting the catch, connection with that Love it. Yeah. Anything else to add? Um, for me, it's it's not bad for a gamer to watch another gamer play. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Hunter Pence was playing the other night. Yeah. Uh, and I love, the, I love the Giants, so. Okay. He was playing on the MLB The Show, right? So uh -huh. these pro players are also playing video games. And let me sum it up, too, as you leave, is it's so worth being curious instead of critical 
that you just might find yourself enjoying something as well. Like who knows, there yeah. might be some game out there that you really didn't know existed. And it's that bringing each other close together. And I think that's the goal. Go ahead. One quick, one quick thing. I got Madden 20 and me and my dad were playing and he's become the one like Rylan, like, come on, let's play. And he's been the one making me play. So it's kind of funny. Fantastic. Well, thank you all so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right. Bye. Happy gaming. This is a game changer. <laughs>